when we started, I, I had to really establish what the Stuart Painting Board would, um, what it does, identify the board would understand the visions, the values, the budget, strategic plan. We had to decide how often the board would meet. Is it going to be a fiduciary board that the board would contribute ideas? I think that's really important is to identify for me, what are we doing here? Hey everyone, welcome back to another great episode of Out of the Hourglass. My name is Molly Nolan and I'm your podcast host today, joined by special guest, Summit member and NCG member coach, Sheldon Stewart president of Stewart Painting based in Hyannis, Massachusetts. I asked Sheldon to join us today to share his story on the creation of his board of directors. He has been incredibly thoughtful in his approach to the creation of this board in alignment with his succession planning for Stewart Painting. We've worked with Sheldon and his team for quite some time. Sheldon began working with us in 2012 And we've been alongside the journey of the growth and challenges since that time. And I think it's what makes this current topic and his new journey both rewarding and humbling. Sheldon is now planning his retirement with so much respect to the energy that has been poured into the building of his business over the years. Sheldon may be thinking about retirement, but Stuart Painting is here to stay for generations. We talk about what inspired Sheldon to start this process, the type of board of directors he is creating, the timeline for this board's development, who's involved, and much more. We hope it inspires others to be as intentional about planning for the future, for your exit plan, in whatever form that looks like, as you have been about the business you've created and its growth and development over the years. Out of the Hourglass is a podcast channel dedicated to helping small business owners and contractors visualize their goals, develop high-performing teams, and build sustainable growth. It's time to get out of the hourglass. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Out of the Hourglass. I am excited to be here with Sheldon Stewart, president of Stewart Painting, also member coach with Nolan Consulting Group. I can't uh, forget that component. Uh, But Sheldon is joining me today to talk about the creation of his board of directors, something that I do think a lot of members here um, and a lot of listeners will feel like something they're going to hit home in terms of talking about the future and creating that exit plan. So Sheldon, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Molly. How are you? I am doing well. It's a, it's a Friday. It's April. The sun is shining and it's going to hit 70 degrees. So I'm actually pretty thrilled about that. That's right. You can't be sad with that. No, no, you can't be sad. And how are you doing? I'm doing excellent. Doing Good. excellent. Good stuff. So Sheldon, before we dive into the episode topic of the board of directors, I'd love for you just to kind of give a brief intro as to who you are, where you're from, what you do to those listeners who have not had the pleasure of meeting you in person. Sure. Uh, so um, I am the president of Stuart Painting. Uh, we have um, we have two locations, one in Hyannis, Massachusetts, located on Cape Cod, and one in Hingham, Massachusetts. Uh, we've been established for 40 years. We, we do residential commercial repainting. Uh, we provide house washing, carpentry, and painting. So you work uh, in a beautiful area of the country. Oh, yeah. It's great. It's a, um, 
you know, it's it's a lot of a lot of culture here, a lot of uh, history. It's it's a it's a great place to be involved with. Well, good. So. I was inspired to have this conversation with you um, out of something that you were speaking to when we were at our mastermind retreat in Tampa uh, a couple weeks ago or back in back in early March. And it came up in some part of the conversation with the other business owners that you shared your experience about creating a board of directors and all the other members in the mastermind group had not really begun thinking about that yet. And it, it, triggered me that this is a conversation that we don't often speak of. And I don't know if it's because we feel like we're in a small business environment and it's not something that we, we don't create board of directors. Well, of course you do. And of course you have succession planning. And of course there's an exit strategy. You've, like you said, you've been in this business for 40 years. You, there's gotta be some plan for how you plan to pass it along or, or sell it. I mean, you don't build a business for nothing, right? Sure, sure. I mean, um, you know, it, it's funny. Uh, you, you, as the years start to uh, collapse here at the end, we start to think about, geez, you know, what is my exit strategy? Yeah. What options do I have? I mean, I, I guess I have. I can. I can sell it. Um, I, I could close it. Um, I could. I could stay in the business and retain as much income as I can, as long as I can, as if I'm healthy, um, you know, and so I started juggling all these different options and um, I, I kept on coming back to the same thought. I, you know, I, I, I created this great place to work and I have, you know, all these people that work for me and it's provided a great um, living for my family. Yeah. Um, do I really want to close the doors or sell the business? And I, it, and I always came back to the same answer. And it was no, I, I, I don't want to do that. Right. So so now um, I also knew that I didn't want to necessarily stay working in the business for a long period of time in my in my golden years. Mm -hmm. So uh, now uh, what's what's my only other option? How, how do I make this work? So I love that you actually took the time to really think about that and ask yourself the question and considering all the factors, you know, yourself, how you want to spend your personal time into retirement, the team of people that that do work for you and the livelihood that the company supports for them. I mean, even the community impact that Stuart Painting has had in the area, like we don't, it, it, it matters and it shouldn't just go away. And you also, but it's also a personal decision, right? So every business owner should be thinking about what's important to them at the end of the day with, with the, with the end result of their company. Yes. You know, it's, it's, um, it, I think everyone has a, um, maybe afraid to bridge that thought, right? Of, it's scary. It's, yeah. I mean, it's unknown, what, what, right? What, what does it look like? Right. Yeah. Uh, but I just feel that uh, we have the opportunity now to plan what it could look like um, instead of kind of um, falling into the, the, you know, the day-to-day -day of an opportunity of perhaps this is what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I, yeah, I think it, I think the, um, I think the hardest part of the whole process is, is, making one of those decisions. 
Yeah. And then, and then, but when you do make one of those decisions, um, following it through, uh, all the way through, I mean, if you decided to sell your business, you wouldn't put a, you know, a for sale sign out in front of the lawn, right? You you'd mm-hmm. probably do every step possible to successfully sell your business. Right. Um, right. If you this were going to, if you're going to close your business, you wouldn't just not get rid of anything in the office and lock the door. You would successfully research how to close your business and websites and bank accounts. So I, I think um, that having your business um, continue uh, mm-hmm. is, is just another step of how do you do it correctly? Yeah, there's a process for every every path that you choose. Um, at what point were you inspired to start thinking about the creation of a board? Um, when did this idea come to you? So there was there was actually two uh, times where it really uh, made me think of the possibility. One was uh, Jared Bias did a mm-hmm. presentation, and you know it it. it um, it, it, it came through to me uh, of the possibility, but I really didn't, I still wasn't there mentally to make that decision. Um, and, it, and to tell you the truth, it really wasn't until I was, um, I'd already made the decision of which way I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really wasn't, I, I wasn't convinced that that's something that I could do. And even though Jared had talked about it and I was intrigued, um, but I, I was driving down the road one day and a commercial came on, on the radio and it was, um, a window company and they had been in general, three generations of uh, ownership, but different owners. And it, it, you know, this company has been around since 1940. I was like, you know, how do they do it? Right. If they could do it, you could do it. If they can do it, I can do it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's where it between that and Jared, I said, let's do this. I love it. So the, the like hearing from Jared was almost like you were in a research phase. You were learning. You were kind of consuming all the options, and then something personal struck you, and it kind of with with hearing that commercial and and knowing that company in your area too, and like, huh, well, like. And you kind of put yourself in their shoes a little bit and saw the opportunity that it's definitely something that you can tackle. Yes. And, you know, I, I can't help but but say that always the thought of failure of this type of approach was always uh, overshadowing my, my thought process. Um, so because I've seen so many companies uh, I don't want to say do it wrong, but fail yeah. uh, at this exit strategy stage of their life. Right. And, and so in, and I started, I started to realize it's because there was no planning. There was no, there was no exit strategy plan. It was mm-hmm. just, you know, a, a casual conversation type exit and you're going to, you're going to take care of my business and you're going to give me money and everything's going to be perfect. And it never is. Yeah. Um, It's not so simple. It's not so simple. And, um, and so Jared, the, 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 you know, Jared's introduction to this, 
and then the thought of being or, or knowing that other companies have been successful at this, I started to now develop the mindset that it doesn't have to be what I originally thought it was going to be, which is failure, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. it's going to be success. Yes. And I just have to figure out how to make it successful. And I, and what we'll learn as we kind of dive deeper into this conversation is that um, it takes time. It's not something that happens overnight, over a month, over a year. I mean, there is a progression to the creation of this and the plan. So um, we'll definitely get to this, but um, I'll pull back for one second and just kind of highlight the the types of boards that exist out there. Um, And let me say, I am by no means an expert. I'm, I'm just, I'm taking, you know, notes gathered from Brian and from Jared Bias, who is the founder of Common Good. Family Business Advisors also works as a coach for Nolan Consulting Group, specializes in the family business world. Um, so there are six levels of boards, and um, obviously, Sheldon, you are um, cre- creating one of them. Um, first level, kind of basic level, is getting advice from individuals. So a business owner is getting input informally from individuals as he or she chooses. Second level is an informal advisory group where a business owner meets with an identifiable group on a regular basis or as needed basis to get input for the business. Number three is a formal advisory board where a business owner has um, a meeting with an identifiable group of compensated individuals on a regular and formal basis with clear agendas, action items to get strategic input and accountability. Number four is a formal and effective shareholder-only fiduciary board of directors. Number five is an elected fiduciary board of directors consisting of at least one outside independent director uh, who is not a shareholder, a company executive, or professional advisor. Um, like an attorney or an accountant. And then number six, an elected fiduciary board of directors consisting of a majority of outside independent directors who are not shareholders, company executives, or professional advisors. So there's six different levels here. And obviously you can start, you know, if you're you're thinking about the creation of one, you can kind of build into this a little bit, starting out with just getting input from um, own, you know, individuals um, or mentors as you see it. Uh, but we're going to kind of dive into the one that Sheldon is creating, which is number five. And he's working towards an elected fiduciary board of directors consisting of at least one outside independent director. Correct, yes. Sheldon? That's right? Correct. Yes. Okay, awesome. So, how did you decide to choose this particular type of board um, for the goal to work towards? Well, I would tell you that uh, with working with Jared, um, the it's it's always the it's always in process. Um, we have chosen this because I have family members that are. One is in the business. One is not in the business. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. the, the one that is in the business will, will most likely circulate out of the business once they become board members. So there's not a conflict of interest. Okay. The, the one that is outside the business um, it, it is uh, very interesting. But we chose this with, um, with 
ex, you know, outside board members to join at later dates to support them in the areas that they're going to need support in. Okay. So you're starting with a small board with just the, your two family members right now and growing into the outside advisors coming in, outside directors. Correct. Yes. And you're, so you're working um, to develop this board. You are working with Jared Bias kind of through yes. the creation. Yes. And uh, it, it is a, um, it is a very uh, interesting process, I would say. Um, it, the things that you, I would take for granted, um, Jared does not. Mm. Uh, every, uh, to the, the smallest details, Jared is a perfectionist when it comes to um, uh, helping people migrate into this very emotional uh, world of <laughs> the future, right? It, it's, um, it, it really is, uh, it's, it's exciting, it's fascinating, uh, and I look forward to every um, uh, every opportunity uh, that we get to meet. And I mean, you for you said you said it's emotional, um, and it is because it's a part of your succession planning, right? I mean, you're creating this board as a part of the succession plan for you to make your way out of the business. Um, how does this play a role in that right? You know, in that succession plan right now? Well, it's it's powerful because you are not only have, have I made the determination of what I'm going to do, but now I have to, um, I have to say when I'm going to do it. And I have to say, and I have to let people know around me, uh, who's involved. Mm -hmm. And so now, you know, difficult conversations that, that you may keep close to the vest for a long period of time, are no longer an option. So uh, it, it, um, it is, it can be emotional because there are steps that we take in part of the process um, mm -hmm. that, you know, crisis plan that you have to share with key family members, uh, with your team. Mm -hmm. There is, uh, there's, there's the family meeting part of it. There's so many different options and so many different um, areas of communication that you normally might not have. And, and so now it's, it's a critical part of the planning process is just letting everybody know it and at different stages, when do we let them know? Right. And it's, so it's like that it's an almost an accountability factor. I mean, once you say something out loud and other people hear it, now you have to stick to it. Now there's, you know, other people are aware of the goals and the timelines and it's not just internal anymore. It's something that in an, an internal timeline that you can push without anybody knowing. I mean, there it's, it's out there now. That's right. It's like our vision, right? It's just it's a, like the vision. It's just a different portion of our vision. I think it's important to note that, you know, obviously for you, you are deciding to create this board of directors um, as part of your succession plan for the future. But a board of directors can be created at any point in a, in a business. It doesn't have to be a part of the succession planning. It can just be um, an, an opportunity for you to be getting outside um, advi advisement from mentors, uh, other directors. So it, 
there are different different points in time um, that people choose to to implement a board. This is just kind of where it's fallen into in your world is in the, in the creation of that succession plan. So you you heard, you did your research, you heard things, you had some things clicked with you in, in terms of the business in the in the community. You realized that this is something that you could do. You began working with Jared on the creation of it. Where are you at at this point now? And I guess, when did you start, officially begin working on this? And then where are you at now? Okay, so uh, we started over a year ago. Uh, and when we started, I, I had to, um, I made the, I made the uh, decision. And then I had to, I had to invite my family in to see if they were interested once uh, that that's the beginning stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, then after we got my two daughters that were interested, uh, we started to meet with Jared. Uh, we met uh, in person several times so far. Um, we've, you know, there was a lot of um, pre-work that had to be done. We had to really establish what the Stuart Painting Board would, um, what it does. It, so we had to, you know, we had to um, identify, you know, that the the board would um, would understand the the visions, the values, the budget, strategic plan. Um, we had to decide how often the board would meet. Um, you know, four times a year, three to four hours each time uh, we met. Um, is it going to be a fiduciary board, um, and that the board would contribute ideas? Uh, so we had a list of things that we had to go through to identify one, what is the board um, going to, what, what does it do, right? So I think that's really important is to identify for me, what are we doing here? Um, yeah. What's it, the vision? What's the why? Like wh- why, are, why are we going through all of this, this work? Um, what's the purpose? That's right. And, and then the separation was, um, was really um, another very important step, right? The separation between um, the family, the board of directors, the management team in the, in the, in the business, right? So mm-hmm. it, it, was the, it was the separation of all of those and the, the, the starting concept for me to think, uh, to separate ideas and thoughts from ownership first management, uh, which I think is a, is starts to become this valuable, uh, almost, um, logging system that you have to, you, you know, try to separate. Is this really an ownership decision or is this a management decision? Mm. So, you know, we, we were in the process of identifying all these, um, you know, different, different things that have to be in place before you can just say you have a board and you know in the time frame of which how long is it going to take to do it all right so jared is has been so i mean right on the the timeline because you know as it's been pointed out to me that you can have any timeline you want you can have a short timeline or you can have a long timeline okay i've chosen a long timeline okay uh, uh, because I think it, uh, it allows me 
a comfort zone in implementing what I have to implement. It allows me an opportunity to see success and failure. Mm -hmm. And it allows me to adapt to both. Uh, So I I think that, um, you know, right now we've, we've, um, we have a, we have, uh, we have family meetings uh, and we also have proto board meetings right now. That's so we're not necessarily a board yet. Okay. But we have adopted all the formal board processes and we're keeping the minutes. We're going through all the, the processes that will be formalized. Uh, probably, I think our first formal uh, board meeting is in 2024 is when Shayla and Shelby will officially be uh, onto the board of directors. Okay. And what will your role be on that board? So uh, I will still be the owner. I will still retain ownership. Okay. Uh, so I will, our, the, the total timeline puts me out uh, of no longer being the owner in 2033. Okay. So 2032, I transition off the board. In two thir- 2033, I'm no longer the owner. Well, at, at that point in time, um, will the new CEO that's put in place report to the board of directors someday? Yes. Yes. So the, uh, the, the, the management team, the, the present CEO would report to the board of directors, uh, on a quarterly basis. Okay. One thing that we have done to prepare Shayla and Shelby, uh, is, is obviously they are, there's a lot of learning that has to happen. Mm-hmm. in the business. So we are also, as w- Jared has um, uh, set up uh, events or stages of learning for them. Oh, wow. So they can be involved with, um, but for instance, they're, they're quarterly, they're in our quarterly finance uh, meeting where they can uh, sit in with uh, my controller, myself on the finances uh, they, uh, they, they will sit in on um, a production meeting uh, quarterly. So it just gives them a little more insight to the business. That was actually one of my questions is how are you educating, you know, board members or future board members? Um, and that, that answered my question. Um, I mean, you're, so you're putting them in, you're giving them context now. You're taking time to give them real understanding of the business before decisions have to be made. Yes. And, and, and I think that that was the value for me to have a longer time span to implement this board because I was dealing with, you know, my two daughters and mm-hmm. they are not necessarily in the day-to-day production of our, of our business. They're not in the day-to-day activity. Uh, so I think it's important for them to gain just a, a foundation yep. of, of, of the business. And I think, you know, they, they, they are two different people. They learn differently. Uh, and so for them both to 
have the best chance to succeed at this, uh, I wanted to make sure that the, there was no time uh, timeline that was too tight. Got it. I mean, make, it makes great sense to me. Um, I mean, they're, and it also allows, it gives them comfortability and confidence in the future because they will have had that, that education timeframe. How, how do you see the board evolving and um, the selection of adding new, new board members in the future? I, I think that, um, well, we've, We've scheduled it for 2026 uh, to have two outside uh, board of directors. Uh, now, I, I think there's probably going to be the, the way that I am anticipating the board of directors, the outside board of directors, would be support for their weaknesses. So perhaps an accountant, uh, perhaps an attorney. Okay. Uh, it, it 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 may be that we bring in a, another uh, successful CEO of another service industry company that is larger than ours uh, at the time. So they would have someone to, uh, that knows mm -hmm. uh, more of the operational type uh, successes and failures and would be able to identify them quicker than perhaps an attorney or a uh, accountant. Okay, okay. And who will serve as the board chair? Mm. That's a great question. I mean, and it's okay if it's not answered quite yet, but I guess that's just an example of these are the things that have to be discussed yeah, so, in the timeline. So, yeah, so I would probably be the chair. Uh, so. You know, Jared, I, I'm going to tap into Jared's um, expertise developing this board. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm going to keep Jared as the chair uh, as long as, as possible. Okay. Because I feel that with his experience, with the amount of boards that he has developed and his expertise, I want the best, I, I want the best chance to success. So in the, in the past, I've always, um, I've always gone after or looked at other companies that have been very successful at what they do. And I'm not afraid to, to uh, implement the same things that they implement. Yeah. So why would I not have Jared, as long as I possibly can have him um, run our board into a position where it's successful for the takeover. I love that. I mean, it's such a good point. It's if you're thinking about this experience, I mean, do the research, do or or thinking about this plan, do the research, find people who have done it, who have experience, who can teach you. You know, there's lots of resources out there. There's this is by no means a an avenue in which you should consider trying to figure out on your own because there's a lot of different nuances to it and and experiences that, that have happened and lessons learned in the creation of boards. I mean, you said yourself, you've seen businesses fa fail in this in this um, direction, and so it's really important to understand what are the what are the steps here and what do we need to be looking out for how do we approach these conversations that have to be had in the right way it's it's got to be taken with a careful approach and so utilize 
people who have experience in this space. Absolutely. Absolutely. So a couple of questions about, you know, the, the future of your board in terms of the details of how often you plan to meet, um, for how long will, will they meet for? I mean, I know in the very beginning, you started creating this vision of what the board will look like. So give me a little bit of an, a sense of, um, a typical agenda and how often you guys might meet. So I guess we would meet, uh, we would meet quarterly. The, um, the meetings, they're usually about three or four hours long. The, the agenda is, uh, Jared usually starts the agenda with, um, you know, taking temperature of the room, making sure everyone is, uh, uh, in asking how everyone's feeling for the day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's just a basic meeting agenda. Uh, then we get into, uh, we get into the work of the work. We'll get into, uh, the past, uh, the past meeting, what needed to be decided on if anything Mm -hmm. was decided on. Uh, and then we'll get on to the, the, the agenda for this week or this month's or this quarterly board meeting. So um, the agenda we're still kind of working through um, right now with the proto board. Um, and it's, um, it, 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 we've actually even split the, the agenda into two parts, one family okay. and one personal I mean in, in one for the uh, for the the board meeting so the reason we split it is because if Jared travels to us so we travel to Jared we have to, the family and the board are together okay and they're two separate meetings so mm-hmm. Jared is very uh, carefully separates the business from the family but also includes the information that needs to be shared. So, it, and, and that was one of the most important parts of this whole process was to realize the value and importance of bringing those two worlds together correctly. Yeah. Anybody who works in a family business environment um, knows that it's uh, it can be wonderful, but it can it also can present its own challenges. Lines get blurred, and so being able to protect relationships and boundaries, and you know, establishing family family business boundaries and the roles in which people play is really really key. Um, so it it can't be forgotten in the creation of of the board, especially with if family members are also going to be involved in that. Did you um or or will you? create a board charter? Yes. Um, uh, there will be a charter. Um, that's probably in process now. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, th- th- I'm in the, in the beginning stages of, yep. of developing this board. And I, I think that um, every time I meet with Jared in the, in uh, Shayla and Shelby, it's so exciting for me because it, this is all new to me. And yeah. uh, it went from being uh, an exercise that I didn't really want to take part of because I had to decide the, you know, my, my future. I had to decide the end. 
right. to something I really look forward to. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's, um, it, it is a, uh, it's a, it's a very interesting process that, that I'm really excited for. So things like that, uh, Jared has been, uh, excellent in introducing in a very, uh, timely manner when it's most appropriate. And he's doing it on the timeline in which you have desired to lay out, which, which is great. It's a, it's, you're, you're doing this on your preferred timeline, the way allowing your, your daughters to get educated in the business, allowing you to still feel a big part of the business until 2020, 2023. No, I'm sorry, 2033. Um, so there's, there's no rush here. You, you're just approaching it with a really solid plan. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, um, one of the, one of his, uh, one of, one of the, the agenda items that Jared does so well is, um, is setting the meeting expectations. Mm -hmm. Uh, so it, it, um, you know, through the process of, you know, it's usually 10 steps, but I, I get to, we all get in the meeting to set our expectations for that, the outcome of that particular board meeting. And I think it's, it's really important because you are, every meeting, you have a set expectation going into it. And whether that expectation was met or was not met. And the follow-up with Jared for me afterwards, you know, has been, has been, um, it's been great. He, he follows up with me. He does a pre-meeting with me before the board meeting. Um, he does a post-meeting after the board meeting. Um, he meets with Shayla and Shelby through every meeting. Uh, so the, the, the process you might feel is overwhelming, uh, but he really takes it in little tiny steps mm-hmm. uh, and walks you all the way through it. Such deliberate intentional steps along the way. Really, it sounds like it's it's taken a lot of um, weight or stress or confusion maybe off your shoulders. Um, and because there's, there's deliberate decisions and timelines and you're just following Jared's process and right. he's making it a whole, he's making something that feels and sounds overwhelming or out of reach and a lot more relevant and attainable. That's right. What have been some, you know, challenges or lessons learned that have surprised you in just the beginning stages of, of this process? Uh, I, I think some of the challenges that, that, that I have had have been uh, some internal for myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had uh, a lot of challenges for me to accept uh, this, this, uh, this journey and what it would look like. So I had to do a lot of channeling for how I was going to handle this. That was a, I think that was one of the, one of the biggest challenges I had. Mm -hmm. I I, I think another challenge I had was um, on the outside, when people are excited about something, they want to share it. And so Sometimes you're not always, or sometimes I was not always um, greeted with the same enthusiasm that I had for this uh, this decision. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, other business owners, perhaps even other family members, 
may have not thought that it was going to be successful. And, and, I, and so the challenge for me was to realize that's okay. I, yeah. I'm okay with that because I have a plan mm-hmm. and it's better than no plan. Totally. And I, I know it's going to be successful. So I'm okay with other people looking at the way I used to, right? I, I yeah. said, I used to look at this as an unachievable goal because I've seen so many people fail at it. Mm-hmm. And now I just look at the people that don't agree with my position as they're just not informed enough or have made that decision to understand that it can be successful. They're just not there yet. And just not there yet. you're meeting them there at that understanding and they will potentially get to get to your level of, of understanding. Maybe they won't. Um, but you, I think it's, gosh, it's like such an, an emotional intelligence component to be able to, to see that and to not hold frustration or, um, I don't know, a grudge against, against someone not, yeah, it, not it's, being it's like, where you are. That's right. It's like looking in the mirror. Yeah. Right? Like I've been there. <laughs> Done right? that. <laughs> I, I've been there. I understand yeah. it. I get it. I, I, I completely understand yeah. um, how, you know, someone could say that they think that that's a foolish idea and that's okay. Um, but because the people around me now that are involved in this whole process are, do not think it's a foolish idea and we are all 100% in and and that's really what, um, that's where I had to get to. And so my, my next question was going to be recommendations to people who are considering this avenue. And it sounds like a takeaway that I'm hearing is surround yourself with individuals who have this same energy, who have this same understanding and awareness and, and maybe expertise and, um, and, not, and not let yourself listen to the naysayers. That's right. It's, um, I mean, let's face it. We plan as business owners, we plan every phase of our business. Uh, we, we plan for the future. We, you know, we, we do budgets, we do, we set up meetings and we, we, this is what we do. Mm -hmm. And, and we usually have people in our organization that help us do that, you know? So now, if we're going to do this final vision or this vision to set ourselves up for the future, or what does it look like? It just makes sense to me that you would have people that are 100% in mm-hmm. and want to be on that board or want to be part of it. And then that you would dive into this just like we dive into everything else in our business, right? right. We would fully prepare ourselves. Uh, and just making, I think just making the decision is the, is the hardest step. Yeah. I mean, and, and putting people on this board or selecting folks for this board who want to see Stuart painting continue to thrive into the future after maybe first generation, second generation are no longer here, right? That's the goal. Of the board is to kind of keep this business thriving and, and, and running successfully. Yeah. I, I believe it is the, it's that mentally for me, it's that safety net mm-hmm. between 
success and failure. Without that, that board in the middle yeah. is really only success and failure, right? And so I believe the board in the middle gives us the best chance to have success mm-hmm. and success. We want to win-win. Right. One last question, and I'm not sure if we hit this earlier. Um, after, when you are no longer the owner of the business, you're no longer CEO, how long do you plan to stay a part of the board of directors? It means this, I, I would assume you would, you would remain on there, correct? So um, I'm going to, 2028, I will transition out of the presidency. Okay. But I'll remain on the board. Okay. And uh, the, uh, I'm going to transition off the board, obviously, like I said, in 2032. And then in, in 2033, I'll no longer be owner. And I will probably transition off the board at that time as well. Okay. I mean, the fact that there's a timeline around this 10 years into the future is amazing. And just to kind of have that awareness um, to have some clarity around what the next years look like, it's got to be it's got to be a good feeling. It is a good feeling. It's a um, it's an exciting feeling. It's uh, yeah. it, it, it um, you know I don't know how excited we are when we first are developing our businesses because we're swimming around in the in the three degrees from boiling water, uh, <laughs> yeah. and, and we and eventually we we have exciting days or we have exciting years or exciting months. But I'm not sure if we could look back when we were developing our businesses to say. Boy, that was exciting. Um, There are exciting times, but for me, this is a different opportunity because it's exciting because I'm actually planning something that I will be moving into. Mm -hmm. And it's not evolving where it's just happening as I go. So I I really have... Uh, met this challenge and have been very excited about every opportunity, um, which is different than the beginning stages of dreading the idea of what the exit strategy looks like. Right. There, I mean, it's two different, you're, you're, you're facing it from a whole different perspective these days and how the, the beginning of the, the creation of your business to the, the creation of this board and the succession planning component, gosh, what different stories they are and what different experience or different points of life that you're in. Um, but how cool is it to be looking towards the future and knowing how about having a, being able to control what you can control as much as, as much as you can. Um, and, you know, setting up some time for play. You've worked so hard creating this business. It's time for you to enjoy life a little bit more. Right. And get out and do the things that outside of work make you happy. That's right. And, uh, you know, play is certainly an important part, right? So sure is, sure uh, is. And that's what, uh, hopefully this, this timeline will, uh, allow me to learn how to play a little more. I love it. Play a little bit more. Everyone should play a little bit more. That's right. Uh, Playing is, it, it provides a contagious, uh, energy, I think. Um, well, Sheldon, thank you so much for kind of giving us an inside look at how you've approached this, kind of where you're at in the process, where you're where you're hoping to go. Um, I know that there are great takeaways from this conversation and other business owners will certainly listen to this and hopefully begin to relate it to their 
their own lives and their own organizations and see, oh, I can do this. If Sheldon can do it, I can do it too, <laughs> right? right? Absolutely. Uh, well, thank you so much. I look forward to future conversations and maybe in a couple of years, we can do an update as to where you're at. All right, Molly. All right, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode. Out of the Hourglass is recorded and produced by the team at Nolan Consulting Group, a nationwide business coaching and consulting firm with coaches located throughout the country. Have a question, comment, or idea for future episodes? We'd love to hear from you. Visit our website, www.nolancg.com.